Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen. And here we are, boys, the seventh divisional preview. We only have one more left. There are exactly, I'm going to say right now, after this show, there are exactly three shows left until we have our week one preview show. What an excitement that will be. Uh, We still don't have any idea of who will attend these next two shows, these next three shows. But in some way, shape, or form, let's just tease for the listeners really quick. Mason, are you okay if we tease really quick? Let's just tease really nope. quick. For, for, Mason for, likes a good tease. For I do. I'm, I'm only wearing half a shirt. It should be noted for the listeners. Great. Beautiful. Uh, this is a, we are the no camera boys tonight. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's just something that ended up happening. Well, you guys didn't have cameras on and I, I, I would have felt very naked. Having I'm, I'm, I'm driving. That's really my excuse. That's I'm going to use that. Oh, that's good, uh, Mason. Please be careful. Don't don't do anything drastic. I trust your judgment. You are a, a, a mature adult, but please <laughs> don't get into a car accident while we podcast. Because Fair. while that would that would be very hilarious, uh, it would not be something I would want to happen. So. Okay, but but Eric. If, okay, let's say hypothetically Mason dies on episode, do you post it for the views? I mean, that would be pretty, Ooh. that would be pretty intense. Like that, like no, I, no, I, I want to go on the record right now. I'm, this is my possibly dying wish. If I die during this podcast, you post this. I want okay, to post it. I want, I want it to be heard. <laughs> All right. On the, okay. On the, on the off chance that, okay, so this is way more important than, than the AFC West right now. On the off chance that you do pass away during this recording, is there any like final like statement or word that you would like to get out there as like like a last sound body and mind statement? Um, well, it's a word that I'm just I don't I guess maybe hear often enough. So I guess if I've got uh, one last opportunity to use one word, it would um, probably be pomplamoose. It just it kind of makes me giggle every time I hear it. So it's a great word. You know? That's a great word. Thank you. I- I'm happy you said that. All right. Um. So, can I have? Can I, Eric? Can I have some last words, just in case? I've been oh. having some cardiac problems the past couple days. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that I could die. I, I mean, I got a, I got a final word, and I think it's only fair that Bradford gets his final words. In this okay, world. dude. That's what I'm saying like, I don't want to outshine. It, I don't want to outshine Mason, but it just only seems fair to me that I also get a, a dying wish. No, that seems reasonable. Okay, okay Brad, the floor is yours. Well, I didn't think of it yet. I, I, Jesus, oh. what the hell are we doing here? Should we come back to you? He's got some time to think. Okay, I guess we'll come back to you by the end of the episode. All right, housekeeping. Today is... Preferably before you pass away. Yep, preferably well, before anyone here dies. Here. Uh, preferably here before anyone dies. Now, I, boys, I'm... I'm I'm considering something drastic. We are the no camera boys here today. Should I just turn off my light so I can just live in the dark for a little while, post this, throw my laptop right under my brand new nightstand, by the way? By the way, I have upgraded from a box of sweatshirts by my bed to an actual nightstand. Life changer. 
game changer. I, I, I just got to say that. But should should we do this in the, in the Shroud of Darkness? I mean, Mason, I think Mason's drive. on podcast after dark would be very, very enticing to me. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to do it as I scoot over. Okay. Lights off. I, I will turn off my lights as well in solidarity if you'd like. Yeah. Let's just do this in okay, the dark. I'm going to turn, my, I'm gonna turn my, my light off. Mason, I'm sure things are dark in the car, so you're with us. I am, yeah. No, we are, we are, uh, definitely, we're just going to do this in the dark. It's very much going to be like a, a sensory deprivation sort of thing, except I won't close my eyes. Yes, good. At least not frequently for long periods of time. Yeah, yeah, very good. I, I do always think it's funny when I'm, I'm listening to like, uh, sometimes I, I, I listen to like these sleep story podcasts to go to bed. Sometimes I, I throw these on and sometimes when I'm listening to like my sports podcast during the day, the cue will automatically th throw it to one of these sleep podcasts and it'll <laughs> be playing while I'm driving. And it's, uh, it's, it's quite, it's quite the experience. I usually switch it off pretty quick, but it is, it is quite experience to, to, to hear some British guy being like, now nah, let's softly close our eyes and drift into dreamland breathing and you're like oh no nigel no i can't i can't right i can't now. right i can't right now i gotta stay alert at alert at the wheel well i'm glad this See, is you need on. an arnold podcast just for that like when you're driving and you're getting sleepy it's like arnold schwarzenegger just like this has been a great podcast so far i'm not gonna lie guys i mean i, I feel like it's been a while since i've heard from both of you uh busy lives and, and such and i do hope i can this is why i want you guys on every week in the regular season like we got to keep this we got to keep this good content coming out uh coming out for the people but before we get into the football it is exciting can you guys feel it yet like we are so close like college football week zero starts next week i'm super excited bradford are you still down I really will, dude. Every every week in the WhatsApp, I will give you the number one college football game to watch in the uh, in. Hold on, I just got a text from my uncle. Can I read this text live? This is. I this, would love. This I would love to hear your uncle's text. Okay, here we I go. I very much want to hear your uncle's text. Hey man, that. happy Wednesday. How many tickets were you thinking for the Browns game? I imagine at least two. However, I have four tickets. I didn't know if you were going to bring somebody. Trying to figure out if I should list two tickets. Tell me what you think. So, I are we all going to a Browns game with your uncle? No. Yeah. Ooh, so, so that I'm going. That was my takeaway. So I'm going. I'm going out to Denver for Thanksgiving, and I'm going to Broncos Browns. Like that's uh, that's something that I, I've been working on for a while. It's been about the last time I saw the Broncos. I believe the starting quarterback was the Allen guy, Kyle Allen. You remember that year? I believe oh, it was yeah. 2019, the big Cortland Sutton year. Uh, that that was the last time I saw a Broncos game. Uh, two probably. And I will probably take one of the – uncles maybe list 
one for now as I don't know if mom or dad or a brother will be coming with me. I mean, this is just quite frankly riveting. Yeah. It, 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 I, just, I, I, the live texting thing. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been a part of a broadcast with it happening, but it's frankly the most exciting stuff I've ever seen. We need like an alert that plays every time your uncle texts you and you have to read it no matter what it is. Okay. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. I've been talked into, I, I'm doing a more serious podcasting venture called Football Breakdowns. Uh, I know you guys aren't on Twitter, so you wouldn't be seeing this at all. More serious? What's that supposed to mean? Well, hey, what's, what's Twitter? Yeah, I, I, X, I guess. Uh, more serious in- Is X going to give it to you? Yeah, <laughs> X does give it to me. Uh, more more serious in the way that I, I, I feel like I have to be more more buttoned up there but he wants me to get one of these mini mixers that you can play like sound off of and if i ever got one of those and figured out how to patch it through zoom it would truly be over we'd have highlights every week i would i would go out of my way to to try and and record highlights every week and and bring some highlights to to play for the show but i i I don't know the problem is oh good lord bradford's 9-11 take would never die yeah there there is no 9-11 take that is that is Grossly misrepresented. There was no. I had some Mormon takes. I own those and condone them fully. But there. Oh no! Oh, no, no, no Jesus! You can't no do Bradford. this shit. Please. Okay, we got to get this back on the road. Uh, I've done a terrible job of hosting this. Yeah, you're talking about your. You're getting mad at me for bringing things off the road. You're pausing the show to read your uncle's text messages. Yeah. Now this has gone about as. Uh, this I mean, this is, is a circus cast. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here in the dark just listening to your uncle's text messages. I mean, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Last one, last one. He replied, "Okay, okay. I will hold off on listening any of them today. However, let's see if we can tighten up plans within the next thirty days to determine who would be coming to the game." I said, "Done." So there we go. The conversation ended. Beautiful. Now I can go back to my calendar app. Boys, football season is close. Week zero is a week away. Bradford, I still want to give you a college football game every week, and I want you to pull out your laptop and stream at least some of it. And uh, like maybe twice a month, I, I ask you for your college football takes. I'll-, I'll-, I'll keep you on mainly the same teams throughout the season so you get an idea of which players are good i think week zero i'm gonna give you san jose state and usc find a pac-12 network stream it's gonna be extra hard but you gotta watch caleb williams dude he's literally a mahomes clone uh it's it's pretty crazy um so here's what we have to do between now august 16th and opening night which is the 7th of September. We need to do this AFC West preview podcast that will be knocked out tonight. We need to talk about the NFC West. We will do that at some point over the next few weeks. We need to do the ever famous quarterback show, which is always fun. Just a good way to take a look around the league and talk about some, some quarterbacks we like. And then we need to do the ever fun playoff draft teams uh, podcast which will happen probably the weekend 
before the season starts. I know we're all busy, but do you I'm think not it's miss those shows? Those are really fun. Do Do you think it's possible that we can get all three of those shows done before September third? Because September fifth or sixth, we'll need to do a week one preview. I I'm always hesitant to com- to commit to things when I don't know, but I will commit to them now, and then hopefully keep them later. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm, I'm committed to watching the football games, but if, if the college football games. But if you send me bad ones, I will I will quickly lose faith in your in your in your process. They well, have to we, consistently hit. Well, week zero is going to be tough because week zero it's kind of a dregs. But you should be watching Caleb Williams because I've be... seen a lot of Caleb Williams highlights. I'm very open to experiencing him for for a few hours because he he will be he will be the number one pick in next year's draft. Uh, so I think it's important that we all keep our eyes on Caleb Williams this year. All right, let's just get to it. The piece de resistance, the uh, the AFC West preview podcast, and me and Mason were talking about this beforehand. So Mason, how do we handle this? Do we let Bradford just get get his you know get get his shit off his chest pretty quick, and and just let him go off for for. 10 minutes on the Kansas city chiefs where, while we just sit here and kind of nod along and say, okay, yeah, sounds good, whatever. And then deal with him just mercilessly uh, shitting on the rest of the division for about 40 minutes straight afterwards. Or do we try to take a more nuanced approach and try to be professionals and try to give every team at least a fair shake, uh, while this happens and and let Bradford tear it all down organically. How do you think we play this, Mason? Well, so I think, you know, let's be clear. It's obviously gonna, you know, sound pretty unfairly for at least one or two of the teams that we're gonna be talking about here. So let's not, you know, start off with high aspirations and then end somewhere below those. But you know, it it might be fair maybe to not necessarily start you know, right with the Chiefs. I think maybe it would be fair to start maybe in an order in which, I don't know, maybe they'll end in the division this year. So why don't we start with the Chargers? Because, you know, they're better than the Chiefs, aren't they? Yeah, that is a good point. The Chargers are better than the Chiefs. No, let's let's just end, end this stupid charade very quickly where Bradford thinks that the whole world's against him and spins everything. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win the division. I think we're going to win the division pretty easily. I'd be kind of shocked if they lost the division. And uh, Mason, let's just be quite frankly, quite frank here. Um, if the Chiefs lose this division, it's a massive failure. Massive failure. I will absolutely agree with that. Yeah, there's uh, there's literally no way that they lose this division in any capacity. I mean, again, I would say that the closest to them for me at least, would probably be the Chargers, but that's still not saying a whole lot considering the just talent gap that's between the two teams. But we are agreeing here, correct, on Wednesday, August 16th at 8.57 p.m. Mountain Time <laughs> that if the Chiefs do lose this division, we will classify it as a massive failure, correct? You talk about nothing against the Chiefs, but you somehow managed to turn their success into a, a, a threatening negative. It's it's not celebrating. Well, their, let's be even start. more honest here, Mason. If the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl this year, it's a massive failure. See, it probably is. I mean, it's Super Bowl or bust for them. Realistically, if they're not holding that trophy above their heads, everything that they do this season is completely and utterly meaningless. 
Yeah, it's absolutely true. So, Brad, there you go, dude. We think the Chiefs are probably going to win the Super Bowl. We'll probably we make those those picks two weeks from now. But hey, guess what, buddy? If they don't win the Super Bowl, we're going to classify it as a massive failure. So I hope you're ready for that. I I am perfectly ready for that, considering they are coming off of a Super Bowl victory. I I I I, I there is literally nothing that can that can physically. Well, lots of things can physically hurt me. I'm 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 a mere mortal man, but there's nothing that can emotionally hurt me in the realm of of Kansas City sports fandom in the next next year. It doesn't matter. They're the champions. I were you losing your shit at the 2016 Broncos? Like, I don't I don't think so. It 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 simply ceases ceases to ceases to have the same uh, uh, sickening pit in the in the bottom of your stomach. I mean, no, uh, no, 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 no. You can't have your cake and eat it too, Bradford. You have to admit, if you're going to be here and you're going to say, oh, all this stuff is pointless. Why are we doing all these previews? We just know the Chiefs are going to win. If the Chiefs lose, you will be uh, you will be subjected to massive ridicule on this podcast. I hope you're aware of that, and I hope you'll be ready to do an about phase because you have set the expectation that if they do not win the Super Bowl this year, it is a massive failure. I, I'm i not suggesting that if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's a massive failure. That's not what I was suggesting. I was just suggesting that to me personally, their success is a relatively foregone conclusion. But that has nothing to do with in the realms of success and failure, all right? Real sports are played beyond the the the, the prison of, of wins and losses, all right? It's about legacy now. It's not about wins. It's about legacy. And the thing is, this team has a legacy of absolutely clowning these other fools in this division. And to predict that those beatings will continue, not until the morale improves, but until it continually spirals downwards until they they stop trying which they finally are you'll notice they did a but, lot less but you have to admit this year than last if, year. if you if, if you think this division is as bad as it is winning it shouldn't be anything you celebrate you shouldn't celebrate division a division is, is, when is terrible i just think that the chiefs no are no 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 them. no you don't get to celebrate a division yeah, win yeah always always with the anti-chiefs narrative everybody mm. like you the thing is, nobody can let them just be happy for for a little bit. I mean, the, the levels of envy they've and had, jealousy from the lesser teams in this to be division. happy. I would argue this is the first year people have really started rooting against them. And if you think it's bad now, if they win the Super Bowl this year, Bradford, I hope you understand. People will actively root for your quarterback to get people, injured at some point. People have been rooting for the Chiefs to lose ever since they won the first time. Pretty, that pretty is hard. not true. Mason, you have to back me up on that. That is not true. There's a there's a false idea of the refs helping them, which the complete uh, I, is true. I'm, I'm not necessarily the the, the best uh, candidate for that because I've absolutely been rooting for them to lose since they first Super Bowl. So. Listen, I mean, I, I, I rooted for them last year. I, you I, did not no. root for them last year. No, I absolutely that. did. I had a Chiefs Super Bowl future from November onward, dude. I was the number one Chiefs fan last year. Not an emotional decision. 
I brewed. I was you supporting and rooting for them every step of the no, way. No, I was not. The financial aspect was purely an attempt to hedge your emotional status of sports fandom against your wallet. And while it financially worked out for you emotionally, you are devastated because you know that your favorite sports franchise is not emotionally is going to be stuck devastated. In the of God. And that's just how it's just another extension of that. All I right? was not emotionally devastated. Please. Pure devastation. Pure devastation. The failure of the Denver Broncos in relation to the historic, unprecedented success of the Kansas City Chiefs has filled a... Oh, okay. Let's let's calm down here. The Denver Broncos are one of the winningest franchises in NFL history. Yeah, you have a nice, cute little three Super Bowls, but you still don't have more than the Denver Broncos. Historically, the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs are on the same footing. Right now, you might you might have the edge, but historically, you still don't have more. You you lost you lost like seventeen games in a row against us. What are you talking about? We're not on the same footing. This is How not many Rodgers. Super Bowls have the Chiefs bullying. been a part of? How many Super Bowls have the Chiefs been a part of? I, I have a question for you. I have a how question. many Super Bowls have the Chiefs been a part I, of? I have a question for. Well, how many Super Bowls have the Broncos been blown out in? The Denver Broncos have been to ten plus Super Bowls. How many Super Bowls have the Chiefs been to? Four. How many Super Bowls have please. the Broncos been? Well, they haven't been to ten Super Bowls. That's they absolutely have. How many Super Bowls have? The Denver Broncos been to eight Super Bowls. Eight yeah, Super Bowls. Super Bowls. You just made up two Super Bowls. And eight been Super Bowls. How do you like them like... apples? How many How many Super Bowls have the Chiefs been in? Well, we won just the, just the same. Just saying. It's about the efficiency. All right? I didn't need all those Super Bowl losses in there, you know? The Broncos Chiefs have and the Chiefs are not five Super Bowls. Winning. The Broncos have not had a successful season oh, since Barack Obama was okay. president of the United States. Somebody with some age and some common sense can jump in here. Mason, historically, the Denver Broncos have been a more successful franchise than the Kansas City Chiefs. Bradford, you are you are the most Mahomesian out Chiefs fan in the world. Do you know that before Andy Reid, they were basically the worst franchise in the league? Have a successful past history. What I am leveraging against that is that the current dominance and trajectory of my beloved Kansas City. But no, 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 no. That is not the argument. 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 False narrative that you're proposing. I'm just saying that their current dominance out-trumps any historical significance the Broncos have had. That is not the argument. You, you that is so- the argument. The argument is, is that the Chiefs are going to continue to distance themselves from the Denver Broncos. It will take them another 10 years, dude. They're going to outdo them in Super Bowls next year. What are you talking about? Broncos record all time. Let me pull this up for you, dude. Come on now. Don't... Don't, you, gotta stop, you gotta stop living in the past. Don't be this way, bro. Don't be this stop way. In the past. They the Broncos all time record. Hey, Eric, stop living in the past and start living in the future that we don't know yet. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh the Broncos all time record. 500, 456, and 10. 500 wins. I'm gonna all tell right. you something. You know what's gonna happen this year? You know what's gonna happen this year? The Kansas City Chiefs are going to 
take the lead in division championships, a division which they share with the Denver Broncos. Chiefs all-time record. Okay, you always make it close. about the past. You always make it about the past. It's not about the past right now. It's about the current and it's about the future, all right? And the future of this division contains only one team on top. Let's All be right. let's be perfectly candid. Well, I already can't stand you, Bradford. So let's just get this out of the way. Let's just talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. But look, let's see, Mason, are you ready for this? I'm about to put Bradford in an absolute spin cycle right now. I'm not gonna put me in it. That's a fucking. You just close go in a spin cycle. Are you are you ready for this, Bradford? Bradford, be an objective analyst. Give me. Three reasons the Chiefs will not win the Super Bowl this year. Well, the main hiccups that I see uh, that could impede their inevitable Super Bowl victory. Uh, okay, well, first of all, uh, uh, now that I'm getting nervous about the Chris Jones business, uh, and I do believe he'll play for them this year, but what? What's going on with that? Can we please? Can we please pay this guy and get this over with now? I don't agree with Chris Jones wanting to be the highest paid uh, uh, player at his position above Aaron Donald when Aaron Donald got a ridiculously juiced contract because he's Aaron Donald. Let's just, you know, Chris Jones is the second best defensive player. Let's put him. Let's put him as the second highest paid defensive player and get this contract done. Because if you don't have Chris Jones, this defense is going to be absolutely terrible. Uh, probably not terrible. Maybe that's an overstatement, but they're not going to be. Uh, good enough to win you games of their own accord, right? Luckily, you don't need them as badly when you have that good of an offense, but part of the Chiefs' playoff success was being able to rely on a young defense stepping up and making big plays and big moments. And while it is a young defense, and Spagnuolo, as much as he's had his ups and downs, does a really good job of working all these young guys in, uh, and slowly, like as sort of the older players get their big contracts and phase out, like kind of like how they're 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 slowly shifting like Brian Cook into the into the lead safety role and just like slowly switching things out. Like I do believe that's sustainable, but it's only sustainable if you can rely on superstars like Chris Jones to put you over the top. So if something happens with Chris Jones where you don't sign him and he's not a part of this team uh, from the season starting, I don't think this team uh, will have a Super Bowl run if their defense is lacking Chris Jones personally. The other reason I I do have faith in them making it work with their receiver cast, but right now it is just bizarre. Like there's obviously that Justin Ross injury scare. It looks like he's okay. There's a lot of guys that could step up and be uh, uh, a big a big part, but like I, I'm seeing things where people talking about maybe like Richie James will be the wide receiver one, and it's like at a certain point, it's like, what are we doing? Like, can we can we get some can we get some guys that like anybody's ever heard of? Maybe uh, I do trust them to make it work. Obviously, they showed last year, uh, and I'm I'm I believe that Kelsey will still be able to keep up a pretty good level of production. He is getting quite a bit older. Uh, the one other reason why this team uh, could not win is if Mahomes gets injured. Like we've seen over the past uh, year that there's been quite a few instances of him suffering uh, leg and ankle injuries. And luckily he's been incredible enough to play through them. But if there is an injury significant enough to take him out for enough time, 
the Chiefs are a disaster. Like he absolutely carries this wagon and he's the engine with which all systems go. And as as funny as it was when Chad Henney let a touchdown drive in the playoffs, I don't think uh, that is going to be a sustainable method for success. So uh, you need Chris Jones. You need Mahomes to stay healthy. These injury scares are are uh, out there, you know. And uh, the receiver room, like if none of these guys have the step up that we imagine they could have, then I, I'm just not sure that they're going to have the explosiveness over the top to – to, to get there again. Those are my three objective reasons of why they, they could not make it again. What do you think of that? Was that objective enough for you? Yeah, I, I think those are all totally fair points. Now I'll, I'll let you be happy and I'll let you be a fan. See, I'm a fair and, and good host. I really am. You, you, you got to give me credit for that. I'm not giving you any credit. You said you were going to throw me in a washing machine. And Mason, I, I want you to come up with a Chiefs question for Brad as well. So I'll let you do that as as you as you drive along the dark roads of uh, back roads, Buffalo these days. But Bradford, let me ask you this. Of the Chiefs wide receiving core, who are you most excited to see this year that is not named Travis Kelsey? Oh, easy. You know my answer. Justin Ross. That's my boy. I've been on the Justin Ross hype train since he was signed a couple of years ago. He's a guy with the talent and the potential to have been a first-round pick, but had some insane medical issues. It looked like he was never going to be able to play. Uh, the medical staff believe that he's in a place where he is good to play, and they worked through that. Uh, he seems, uh, at least in, in, in training camp so far, he's looked the part of the hype. Uh, even before he was playing in training camp, I was just excited because of Ross's uh, his his speed. Quite frankly, like he's just an incredible athlete. Like, I mean, he would have been a high he would have been a high receiver taken if he hadn't suffered the the heart condition that he had suffered. So, I I feel like or it's not really a heart condition. It's something with his I I it's like something weird I'd never heard of before. Like it has to do with like 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 his his heart or his ribs or something like that. I don't know. Whatever the issue, uh, he would have been a high pick and. He is the exact like dynamic explosiveness that this receiving core needs that you're only going to get in like six games from Kadarius Tony, right? Like I, I, at this point, I mean, he got injured on the first snap of practice. Like what? At a certain point, like what are we doing? Like Kadarius Tony is not the wide receiver one because he will never be healthy for more than like nine games. Uh, and Ross, I think, really has the potential to pop into star. Uh, the other guy I'm really excited about to see, I've seen a, a lot of talk of Rashi Rice looking pretty pretty interesting. Uh, and so he, I think he could be a, a really intriguing like wide receiver three, wide receiver four uh, if he pans out. But, man, you got to go Justin Ross. That's the guy. The hype train is real. And he's my pick to be the leading receiver on the team. Mason? What do you got for Brad? All right. So, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes seems to constantly do it all, no matter what happens anyway. He gets foot injuries, freaking plays anyway, and never seems to matter. But, I mean, your running game has to, you know, help out at least once in a while. I, I mean, you still got quite a few guys on there for the past couple of years. I mean, who do you think is going to be the guy for them this year? Or do you think it's going to be more of like a committee rumor? 
I'm sorry, you cut out there for a brief moment. I missed the position group you were asking about, which is a very running back room. Okay, yeah, that's what I assumed when you meant by committee, but I, I just wanted to be sure. Uh, okay, well, I, I, I really think this is, uh, it is going to be more running back by committee. This is Pacheco's team as far as uh, early down running goes. He's, he's a monster, and they're going to absolutely wear his treads into the ground uh, while they still can. Derek Prince has been getting a ton of, of hype, uh, and he looked uh, really good in uh, the few preseason snaps that he had. So he's a guy to, to, to look out for. The thing is, I would never really bank on a Chiefs uh, running back production because the way that they're used is just so unconventional. Like, you can have a guy who doesn't even get that many touches and, like, uh, uh, and has, like, these explosive fantasy performances – uh, I, I just, my gut tells me that Pacheco has, I, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, football being very numerical and largely can be boiled down to a set of numbers, but there are some players that tr- transcend the raw numerical value of production. And Pacheco is one of those players to me where it's just every run, there's a level of rage and and fury. And he's so small, but he's so powerful that he gains just another foot of just pure wrath. There's just anger that increases his, his height. And I think that that rubs off on the offense. Like when you're out there and you see this got little guy absolutely just like leverage his future to gain an extra yard. How are you not going to play harder? So when it comes to this running back room, that's the leader. That's my guy. I'm sorry to all you guys that are still holding on to, to Clyde Edwards Hilaire in your fantasy league. You got to give it up. You got to let it go. It's, it's some cost fallacy at this point. You have a problem. You have to stop hoping it's, it's not going to happen. All right. My thoughts on the Chiefs are this very interesting looking roster offensively. I'm interested to see what they do at at tackle. Um they did lose Orlando Brown. Like you've really got to hope that Donovan Smith actually consistently performs well because there were points where he didn't play super well when we've seen him play before. Uh Juwan Taylor, I mean that's a solid right right tackle, and the interior is good. How concerned are you about Donovan Smith, Bradford? I think there is a chance that he could be a little bit below average, which might be a problem. Uh, I feel fine with Donovan Smith. The rest of the line is so good, uh, and even some of the depth. Like You even have people like like Austin Reader as your backup center and, and uh, Lucas Yang as your, as your backup right tackle, that if you had to transition them – uh, to some type of left tackle role to make up for like a severely stripped process. I think you could get away with that, or you could sh- uh, uh, shuffle them up and shuffle somebody out to the to the tackle side. Like I think there's enough depth pieces there that if Donovan Smith is a disaster, they'll be able to come up with something to make it work. Uh, I am very high on this Chiefs offensive line. I think it'll be one of the best in football. Uh, I'm big on the Jawan Taylor uh, acquisition. I'm honestly, Orlando Brown is one of the most overrated players in the entire league. Like, I can't even begin to tell you how many times he messed up and had covered up for him. 
by well, usually Mahomes getting out of it, but I mean he's just he's just not not a good pass blocker at all. Like just just not not good. Uh, and I'm I'm honestly not not too sad to see him go. Some of the most like the fact that he got Pro Bowls in the past few seasons is is, is shows what a scam the Pro Bowl is. Is just like he it was easily the worst offensive lineman on the team. Uh, so I'm high on it, and I I think Donovan Smith will be fine. George Karloftis, what are your expectations for year two? Uh, I, I know you were pretty high on him last year. It seems like the football cognoscenti as a whole has not really bought his name up a ton this year. And let's say that Chris Jones misses a little bit of time. It feels like he really has to step up. And it feels like not a lot of like the analysts right now are are throwing his name around like what what have you seen for I'm I'm sure you've paid attention to camp coverage. Like I'm sure you watched a little preseason. What are your thoughts on George Karloff this year too? Well, he really came on down the stretch last year and he was really impressive to me in the playoffs. Uh I I I don't really know what to expect him. I think he'll be a solid quality starter in the NFL for a long time. I don't know if the superstar pop is there. I think he's more of a guy that you know, you, you feel comfortable with there, but you don't exactly expect like a star performance. And if we're asking him to <laughs> fill in the, the shoes of a Chris Jones, I, I don't think that's going to go very well for you. The one that I am a little concerned about is uh, their uh, first round pick from this past year. Uh, Anadai Kuzoma has had some pretty rough reports come out of training camp that he hasn't really, hasn't really looked apart lately. Uh, which is tough because uh, Amenahu is suspended, so you're really going to need somebody to step up there on right, and it's it's probably going to be Felix, and it just hasn't really come together for him yet this year. So we'll see what happens there. I'm I'm more concerned about him than than Karloftis, to be honest. Karloftis just has got like a, a air of professionality about him that that makes me feel pretty comfortable that he'll he'll be a solid contributor to the team. My biggest take is that I don't hate the secondary as much as I thought I'd hate the secondary. I liked Trent McDuffie, especially late last year. I think Justin Reed's a good safety valve to have at safety. Don't know a lot about Brian Cook. And Legereus Sneed in Spag's system is just a really good cornerback. Oh, yeah. Um, What are your thoughts kind of on the depth there, though? Because I, I would say my concern with the defense is this, Bradford. I think it is fair to say they will be easily a top half defense because they have spags. And when the playoffs come around, they will play their best football and be a championship caliber defense because they have a great defensive coordinator. But my biggest concern is just, man, I mean, you're, you're really betting on spags to develop guys because the depth is just non-existent. It's a bunch of like fourth and second round get, at fourth through seventh round guys to fill out your second and third stringers. And we know the NFL is an injury league. Like there's no way this starting lineup stays healthy the whole year. Like I, I'm, thing, I'm, I'm very concerned about the depth. The thing I would say to that is the guys that are currently starting were the guys that we were talking about a few years ago in that same way. Right. Where it's like, like a guy like Brian cook, uh, what he was like, he was a pretty late round pick. I believe like guys like that, like, they 
were in these positions that these depth guys were in last year. They've consistently been able to coach up these young guys into being contributors. Like Jalen Watson is somebody that I kind of like. Like uh, 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 Leo Chanel is somebody that I've kind of been been waiting to to make that leap for. And I I I believe in the track record of coaching up these young guys. And as far as the, the secondary goes, McDuffie is a star. Like that's that's someone I'm I'm very hot on. He was absolutely incredible. So obviously there there were some injury issues there, but I trust in Spags to coach these guys up. And if we have to win games like 41-40, so be it. I'm down for that. Anything else on the Chiefs for you, Mason? No, I think Brad has consumed quite enough time talking about them rather effusively. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, I would agree. Let's talk about the team that Bradford hates. Uh, well, I, I don't really... That's not true. I do have to characterize Brad fairly on this one because he's just... He's just anti, anti hype, uh. But Chargers, the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers! The biggest change is that Kellen Moore is now the offensive coordinator. My thought on this is as follows: I think this is great for Justin Herbert. I think that there's still a lot going on, and a lot still needs to go right. Like, they need a third wide receiver to step up. Joshua Palmer has not really done that over the past few years. He's been okay, but he needs to get more consistent. Quentin Johnson, he's got bad hands, and the reports out of training camp are bad on him. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams can't stay healthy, but if they can keep one of those two guys healthy, if Joshua Palmer can contribute i think justin herbert in this system can have an mvp caliber type of year i really do but there are a lot of ifs involved in that but bradford you do have to admit that kellen moore is a good offensive coordinator who is a pass first guy and if the weapons do stay healthy justin herbert has a chance to at least be an mvp candidate he is that caliber of quarterback I, well, I I'm, I don't disagree that Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator. I miss the part where he became uh, uh, like a god, like the way that I the amount of football podcasts I listen to. Where now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Kellen Moore is the greatest offensive mind in in the history of our human race. Actually, uh, I push back on that a little bit. I do think he's a good offensive coordinator. And I do think Justin Herbert's gonna have a better year this year than he did last year. Uh, the play calling was just no, no bueno with Lombardi. So I, I don't think he's going to win any MVPs. I mean, I feel like he does have an MVP caliber season in him. But I think uh, with the Chargers, you got to see it before you believe it. Come on. Like, you guys got to learn. Like, let's let him get that MVP caliber season out of his system. And then we can start talking about him having an MVP caliber season. That's more where I'm at. I mean, I think that uh, he definitely has it in him. And I think that if the surrounding cast on him could, you know, be consistently healthy and there, that that would certainly help. I think 
you know, if maybe he were just on, you know, a, a, a different team, that would help him quite substantially as well. But, you know, he's stuck on the Chargers, and that's where he's going to stay for a while, I think. With no MVPs. Brandon, no MVPs. Brandon Staley is still the coach. That's <laughs> that boy. That's a that's a problem. It's it's a real problem. I honestly don't know how to feel about the Chargers this year. Do I think that they're a playoff team? Probably, but if you told me a month from now, three months from now, that they had a weird season where they only won between seven and nine games and missed the playoffs, I also would believe that. The defense is, I don't, I think the defense is overhyped. That's just me. I think that's where the, where, where this team has problems. I think offensively, they will be fine. I think they will be in a lot of fun games this year. I think they'll be the quintessential game pass team because I think every game the Chargers play in this year will be a shootout. But I I mean, I don't I don't trust this defense. I, I don't. Joey Bosa has not stayed healthy in the past few years. Eric Kendricks is an old linebacker. Kenneth Murray's not very good. Khalil Mack is was terrible at stopping the run last year. J.C. Jackson wasn't worth the amount of money they paid him and and was up and down. I don't understand how, right now, looking at ESPN's depth chart, they have Asante Samuel Jr. starting. You cannot possibly start him this year. He was so bad last year. I mean, the best player on the defense, maybe Derwin James Jr., and, and he stayed healthy last year, and he played very, very well. But, man, I they don't have much depth. And it's just a bunch of big names that haven't really produced lately. I'm not a Joey Bosa fan. I, I think he's a little bit overhyped. Like, I don't know. I, and they can't stop a run, which they couldn't do last year. And I, I, I understand that the analytics thought is, well, yeah, at some point someone's going to make a mistake against us. Well, yeah, maybe, but... Guess who plays in your division? His name is Patrick Mahomes. He very rarely makes mistakes. And if you're just going to let him five-yard pass you to death, he will. So I I don't trust the defense at all. That's, to me, the biggest flaw with this Chargers team. I think it on paper, it's big names. But I think in practice, this could be a bottom-half NFL defense. Well... Does, anyone have any thoughts on that <laughs> well, I, I think that i have more faith in the offense and the defense as well but i really just can see both underperforming uh see i don't i, I still don't understand that bradford i really don't think there's i don't think there's much of a chance the offense underperforms this year i think they will be league average or better easily i think league average would be an underperformance Okay, well, I think they could be top twelve. I think I, they could be top. I think I think with that level of talent on the team, top twelve would probably be a bit of an underperformance. Like this should be this should be a top five offense. Like what are we doing? But can you really be a top five offense with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams as your wide receivers because they're not healthy? They don't stay healthy. No, that's a good point. That the expectation cannot be a top five because the, the Chargers' think, offense, you cannot look at it 
you cannot look at it on paper because the Chargers offense will get injured this year. That is just the way the Chargers offense works. Well, I, I believe that both the offense and the defense will be sufficient enough to propel them into the playoffs this year. Hmm. You really think that in the AFC, the way it is? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think he's the best quarterback to ever live, but, like, I, I like Kellen Moore. Like, I, I'm just trying to temper the hype a little bit. I think they're going to be, like, a, a late seed wild card team, personally. I'm saying that's pretty spicy considering how much talent's in the AFC right now. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I – Holy crap, Eric doesn't even think they're a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not gonna be up here standing on Chargers Island. I'm not defending them. I just I haven't I haven't really gone through and been like, man, okay, like these are who I think the playoff teams will be. But we've talked about this a lot in these AFC previews. Like teams we think could be that fourth AFC team. To me, there is no shot the Chargers are the fourth AFC team. No, I mean, no, there's, I don't believe that. Either. There's no shot. And I think you have to be the fourth AFC team to be a wild card team this year. I really do. I I I I don't know. I, I'm I'm Numbers really don't torn. have up on that one. There's more wild card spots than four. No, I know, but I'm really torn. Like I don't know if I'd take this team over the Jets. I think the Jets over that team. Right, no, but here I, I'm just saying, I take the Jets, the Steelers, Ravens. and probably the Ravens over this team. I, I I don't know. I don't. I don't. Maybe I don't like the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphin, the Dolphins and the Chargers are close. I view the Dolphins and the Chargers in the same way, but I do. I would give the edge to the Dolphins, even with the two two um. Injury concerns. I I really I you know me guys. I am a Chargers fan. I want the Chargers to be good. But I've just been hurt too many times. Like I really do think that this the way this ends up is they probably end up best case scenario with 10 wins, getting into the playoffs, losing in the first round again. Brandon Staley gets fired. They bring in an offensive-minded head coach. And they try again. They maybe they try a little retool, get rid of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, try to draft some high pick wide receivers, or it fizzles out and they only get seven wins this year. And then you're like, okay, we have draft capital. Let's go draft, you know, a Jamar Chase for Justin Herbert and see and see what we can do moving forward. I I. I I I really am I'm not confident in the Chargers this year. For the first time in the history of this podcast, I I really don't. I think this could go terribly wrong, and I I I, I I'm not ready for it because it it'll be sad, and Bradford will gloat, and he'll he'll prey on the downfall of a team that's literally zero threat to him. So I I don't know, dude. I just I am I am not sold on the Chargers this year. And that's... So you're, you're painting me as like a, as like a as like a villainous character up against a, a a billion dollar organization. I don't think they they care what I feel about them. No, dude. Like you you do hate the Chargers. Like you you prey on their downfall. They're they're a good fan base. They've been through a lot. They they move the team. They haven't won anything ever. And you treat I think them they're like a good they're fan base. 
dude, Chargers fans are loyal and die hard. If you can, uh, where's them. the fans at? Where's the fans at? Why, 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 why are the home games full of red jerseys? I'm just because, dude, it's Los Angeles and not a lot of people care. But the people who do show up for those games are die hard Chargers fans. I won't take Chargers fans slander. I just won't. All I'm saying is they're a bottom right fan base. No, they they are die hard and 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 loyal. Deeply loyal, especially the people who stuck with them when they moved from San Diego, which there are quite a few of. All right. Now it's my turn to talk for a while, I guess. I want to do this the same way we did it with the Chiefs. So you two, you two have got the floor here. We'll talk about the Denver Broncos. Okay. Okay. Here's a question for you. In relation to the defensive performance last year, do you expect, uh, Serious drop-off in, in quality. A week ago, I would have said maybe the preseason. I know it's the preseason, but no, not really. I think the defense is still going to be good. I mean, they add Frank Clark, who is an up-and-down <laughs> He's an up and down player, but he's a good NFL starter. The interior is good with DJ Jones and Mike Purcell. It's a solid it's a solid interior interior group. I really like the ad of Zach Allen. He tore up the Cardinals, and, and I know it's the Cardinals, but like still, if you can dominate that way in a in a preseason game, I I, I like him. Uh I think Baron Browning is is a huge question mark. He's currently rehabbing. Don't know if he'll be ready for the start of the season, but when he was healthy last year, he was an absolute game changer of an edge rusher. Alex Singleton, I think, is one of the more underrated linebackers in the NFL in general. I think he's a very good linebacker. Josie Jewell, again, just a solid linebacker. Randy Gregory, people know how I feel about Randy Gregory, walking suspension slash injury. But man, Jonathan Cooper in that preseason game looked very, very solid. I like I like their depth in the front seven more than I th- thought I would. And the secondary is just no doubt good. I mean, Damari Mathis is solid. Patrick Sertan's maybe the best corner in the league. You've got Justin Simmons still, who's playing at a high level. And Kareem Jackson's getting old. He's currently projected as their starting safety. But Caden Stearns has, every time he's gotten on the field, made wild plays and played like a hard-nosed, box strong safety and that's what i love and he he will continue to be one of my favorite broncos to answer your question brad no i'm not really worried about the defense i i'm slightly worried about vance joseph but i think there's enough talent here that they're going to be the league average at worst i i think they will be i think league average would be a significant drop off though that but that's the that is the absolute floor I think yeah. they'll. I think they'll. They'll be closer to top ten. At, at their, it's just the way they're built. It's part of the team's DNA. They still have good defensive players. I think they'll be fine defensively. So uh, I figure let's just get it out of the way quickly. The elephant in the room. Oh no! What do you think? Uh, what do you think Russell Wilson takes out this year? He played a lot in the week one preseason game. His, I mean, I I don't know. I, to answer your question, I don't know. 
Sean Payton can do a lot, but Sean Payton is not going to physically change the DNA of a player. Russell Wilson has always done two things incredibly poorly. He has always held on to the ball forever and put himself in bad situations, which he will continue to do because that is just who Russell Wilson is as a player. And he has always struggled with the middle of the field type stuff because of his height. And that will continue to be an issue. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you, Mason. I think my expectation for Russell Wilson is as follows. If he is not a bottom 10 NFL quarterback, it's a huge win. I think that the ceiling for him is league average. I think that's the ceiling for him. But I think if you have a league average quarterback with a decent running game and some decent weapons and a good defense, you can win enough games in the NFL. But he has to be league average and he can't turn the ball over. And I mean, he still looks like he has a problem turning the ball over. I mean, he fumbled in the preseason. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I, I'm expecting the worst. The The fact of the matter is he is a bad quarterback. If Sean Payton can get him to look league average, it's a huge win. But I'm personally not convinced he starts the whole year. That's just me. I think there is a chance that if he is not very good, if he is just league average, I really do think, and I've been saying this all offseason, they paid too much money for him. This is not, they did not bring Sean Payton in to fix the Broncos in one year. They brought Sean Payton in to rebuild the organization. And if they think Russell Wilson is not giving them the best chance to win by early October, they'll go to Jared Stidham. And if we have to watch Jared Stidham, that's fine. But maybe that'll put them in a better position to draft a quarterback next year because if Russell Wilson doesn't perform, they can get out of a contract next year and he won't be on this roster. That's something I'm just very confident about. Well, how do you feel about who's – oh, it's, it's Stidham, right? Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about Stidham? I mean, look to average in, in the preseason. I think the best you'll get out of Jared Stidham is – the best case scenario for Russell Wilson. And I'd rather go with that than I don't think Jared Stidham, Jared Stidham is a Patriots product. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over. And I think he's going to be a safe quarterback. And I think that's something that Sean Payton really values. And I think he'd be an average quarterback. I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not crazy. Bradford I'm not telling you he's going to be top 10 or take over the league but I think he could be enough to win between six and nine games yeah I, I, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Jared Stidham he actually had like two games last year that I, I I watched in full where he just kind of went off like like if you were like like a, a new fan of football and you didn't know the legacy and you watched Jared Stidham up against the top-ranked Niners defense. 
he's very, he, like, he's a good quarterback. He is. Like, this is this is the guy. But it's impossible. Yep, it's, the Chiefs too. It's it's impossible to project him. But I they paid too much money for him, and Sean Payton is, I, yeah, I they paid too much money for him to just be a backup all year. If Russell Wilson is not back to what they expect Russell Wilson to be, I think at some point they do pull the plug. Just pull the so okay. If Russell Wilson is the continual disaster that, that you kind of expect made this year, I this is I guess not as related to, to this particular season, but I'm curious. Do you think the move is uh, a signing trade or is it draft and develop the next guy? Or are they going to try and like patchwork quarterback it again? I think it would probably be, I mean, it's Sean Payton. I, I'd imagine Sean Payton would want to go draft a quarterback. Would he? Wouldn't that make sense? I mean, I guess so. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like. I, I mean, he's on. Just, he's with on the Walmart base, money. Couldn't couldn't they just take another big swing? You know. I mean, I guess, but who are your big swing options? Like Kirk Cousins? Like yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Actually, <laughs> I, I don't know. Kirk Cousins would be the best Broncos quarterback since Peyton Manning, hands down. But that's so sad. But like, you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes. I think you have to swing a little bit bigger than that. That's fair. Look, how many losses in a row do you think you have to take before Sean Payton is calling the Saints and asking what they want for Taysom Hill? (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, not a lot. I I think Taysom Hill does end up back in my life at some point. I don't think it's this year, though. Thankfully. I think his project guy this year, by the way, uh, the the guy that people are going to be like really annoyed with, is the new Taysom Hill. Is NFL Twitter loves Greg Dolchich, but oh my God, Sean Payton brought in Adam Troutman, and we're just going to get a lot of Adam Troutman. Like it, people are doing fantasy drafts right now, and I know Greg Dolchich is a guy that people are kind of taking late round fantasy. I would say far away from him. I think Adam Troutman from everything I've seen from camp and in the preseason, Adam Troutman is going to be the starting tight end on this team. And it's not going to make much sense, but he's just a Sean Payton guy. So I think we'll have to deal with it. He really likes all these specific guys. Yeah. And like, they're never good, you know, like, it's not like, like some play, some guys, some coaches have a guy where it's like, just like a great player that follows them around wherever they go. With 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 uh, Champagne, it's always like some like third string oddball that he just force feeds down our throats. So, I want to ask. Well, I I want more questions. I mean, I I think we've we've hit on the the major storylines, but you guys like, I I I kind of know what's going on with this roster. Like, ask me some more. Like, well, well, let me ask you guys a question. Is the wide receiving core good? Because this has been a debate in my mind forever. Because before Russell Wilson, the point was always, oh my God, look at all the talent that the Broncos have at wide receiver. Imagine if they got a real quarterback in there. They still don't have a real quarterback. 
But just from these names, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, it's going to be Marvin Mims Jr. Uh, because, again, they got brutalized in camp and Tim Patrick ter- tore his Achilles on like day three. And that sucks because the Broncos just, I mean, get injured in camp constantly. I'm getting the oddest sense of deja vu. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, KJ... I can't, with the, I can't with the Broncos wide receiving room again. I can't. I, can't. I can't do it. It's the same room. It's the same guys that have still not put it together. I refuse to give them any benefit of the doubt. Absolutely not. This is like year four of this nonsense. Hmm. I, I like... I do like the depth. He basically just brought over the Saints depth. I mean, Marquez Callaway, I've always thought, is an underrated NFL wide receiver. And Lil Jordan Humphrey has a fun name slash make some plays sometimes. So do not do not hate either of those guys' depth pieces. But, I mean, losing K.J. Hamler to a heart defect and Tim Patrick to an Achilles in, like, yeah. the first week of training camp – is Ominous. not ideal it's it's just terrible i mean they they can't i i don't i don't they've just have the worst injury luck over six years and and it, it just it's it's not getting better at a certain point uh you, you you gotta you gotta give up on the jerry judy thing you know like, yeah are, i don't know when are man. we gonna see it when are we gonna see it are we gonna see it in the broncos uniform at this point like he had a really good preseason. He 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 played really well against the Cardinals. I, I no, I'll make don't this worry. They're gonna get fed up with Jerry Judy. They'll cut him. The Chiefs will pick him up. He'll win a Super Bowl, and that'll be that. Oh God! Can you imagine? Oh, I don't that think would suck. Um, <laughs> Jerry Judy does kind of seem like I'm not saying the Chief, but he seems like the kind of guy. That's finally going to put it together the second the Broncos give up on him, don't you think? I will say, I will say this: say what you will about Jerry Judy, but he put it together last year and he looked good down the stretch. He had nine hundred seventy-two yards and six touchdowns last year. Like I understand that the hype around him has always been like a number one, but for like a solid number two, that's that's good. I I think Jerry Judy is just who Jerry Judy is. I uh, I think. I think it's just hard. I mean, he's never that's the other thing, man. He's never had a real quarterback. Like you guys have got to well, give He's going to leave to someone with a real quarterback. Yeah, like I I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I we'll see. It it's it's going to be tough cuz eventually he's going to want a lot of money and the the timeline's just not going to match up. You're right. So, I mean, it, it it's tough on that one. I don't love the running back room. Don't. Javante Williams is a very good football player coming off a serious knee injury. I hope he stays healthy because your backup is Samaj P. Ryan. And I just... Oh, yikes. Dude, what the hell? I mean, they don't... They were high on some of their undrafted guys. They did not do good in, pre, in that Cardinals game. You can kind of get a read on running backs in the preseason. I think I think they are paper thin at running back. Um I was kind of shocked they weren't in the Ezekiel Elliott stuff, to be honest with you. Like even he would have been an upgrade over what they have. Like I I don't like I don't like the way the running back room lines up. Because you're you're counting on Javante Williams to be a workhorse because 
you Samaje P. Ryan should not be seeing snaps. And he he gets hyped for some reason, but I, I just I don't I don't want him as a part of the offense. I, I don't I don't understand the hype around him. P. Ryan uh is maybe like a, a, a guy you could be comfortable with is like your third or fourth guy. Not not your not your second and not when Javante's coming off an injury like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of rough. And um, it's so easy to get good running backs nowadays. Like they 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 literally grow on trees. Like I I feel like you could have had a little more due diligence there. All right, one more question from each of you, and then we can move off of Broncos because, as people can tell, I am depressed by them this year before the season even starts, which, hey, I, I want you both to give me props. I didn't do it this year. I didn't do it this year. I didn't fall into Broncos hype. Maybe a little bit, but almost immediately after I turned on that preseason game, I was like, oh, yeah. Wait, don't want until I give you any credit on that. This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna end well. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold that off till week one. I do have a question for you, all right? And this is a nice question. What are you personally most excited about to see with this Broncos team beyond the realms of wins and losses? Like, what are the like little like things where it's like I can sleep at night knowing I am a fan of this team that you are hoping comes together this year? For you personally, it, it obviously varies fan to fan. But for you, what would give you almost a sense of, of, of pride and peace in your Broncos fandom? Yeah, it's got to be the – it's got to be Caden Stearns, to be honest with you. I love Kareem Jackson. He is probably – he's been on the team so long at this point. He's one of my favorite Broncos of all time. If I had to buy another Broncos jersey, I might buy a Kareem Jackson jersey just because – even back in the Texans days, I loved Kareem Jackson. He is such a stud. But man, Caden Stearns, every time he played last year, looked so, so good. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does. And I'm I'm really, I'm I'm praying, man. I am praying that Brandon Brown that Baron Browning comes back from this knee thing that he's dealing with and and plays and takes a step forward because man, oh man. I don't know, Bradford, I know you You probably know at least a little bit about him. He is an insanely good edge player. Oh, he, is, he is just really, really, really good, and I hope he's back all the way, and I hope he stays healthy, and I'm excited to see him paired with Zach Allen. I think the pass rush could be sneaky awesome. Uh, it is the defense. I mean, it's always the defense at this point. I mean, I can't get my hopes up for the offense. If the defense is awesome, then I will be happy. But that almost, I mean, geez, I mean, I don't, I don't know, dude. I, I've said this from the beginning. I, I've, brought, I've, brought, I've told you guys the punt stat, right? Yes. I've brought that up on this podcast. The average punts for Broncos team per game over the past six years is uh 12 and a half um if they can punt like eight eight times a game or less i will be thrilled if they punt eight times a game or less i'll be thrilled i don't i don't think you guys understand like i have a reason to get as angry as i do i have a reason to be as sad as i am when we do versus no, 12 times a game is like 
Dude, it has been six years since the Broncos. Dude, it, it, it has been six years since the Broncos offense has been fucking watchable. All I want is for them to be watchable. Like, oh my God. There's so many examples last year. The Niners game, the Colts game. All these games where the defense plays lights out and they have so many chances and all they do is get to the 40-yard line and punt. And it's like, what the hell are we doing, man? Like, if they, if they're, if they're, if they're a top half offense, I'll be happy. If they're if they're not bottom five, I'll be happy. They have just been unwatchable as an offensive football team for so long. If they're even mid, I'll be so happy. They haven't had a good offensive season since Case Keenum. Like, oh my god, like. I know you guys say I can't be sad, but it really has been rough for me. It has been rough for me because I've I've had to put up with this bullshit for so I mean, I'm not gonna get angry about this, but that's what I'm excited for, Bradford. You'd rather I'm excited, be the I'm, exci- I'm excited for the young Yes. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Yes. I'm I'm sorry, Mason. I know what you're gonna say. I, I know you're gonna say, no, you wouldn't. You you wouldn't trade that Super Bowl for anything. If I had to go back and and the Denver Broncos lose that Super Bowl in 2016 to the to to the Panthers, Not just lose the Super Bowl. Never have having won a Super Bowl. It wouldn't matter to me because I've only seen one in my life. If if you if I just have to give up that one Super Bowl and Peyton Manning goes out and then we draft a a kind of high upside guy who's kind of bad for two years, but then develops into a winner and we're just in the playoffs every single year. Oh my God. I trade for that in a heartbeat. Quite I, frankly, a terrible take. I know. I know. And, and, but like, dude, I don't remember that Super Bowl. I was in high school. It wasn't even that great. Peyton Manning played like shit. The defense won the game. It was Von Miller. And, and now Von Miller's gone. And, and like, uh, you know, just a new one of us has Von Miller now. He's still yeah, around. I mean, it's just like, no, no, dude. I, I, I'd give up the Super Bowl. I really would. I, it has been. You would give up the Super Bowl to still heartbreakingly lose to the Kansas City Chiefs every year. That's unreal. No, at least you'd, you'd have a chance. Continue in the because same the, existence and because, not have a ring. Okay. Because, because the Bills have a chance. The Bills have a chance. You have to admit that. They've actually done it. But they have a chance. The Broncos have no chance. The Broncos are doomed. Like, let's be honest. They're not being they're not a playoff team this year. Like, come on. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I can't talk about this anymore. You're going to make me cry. Mason, what do you got on the Broncos? Oh, by the way, also, the, the problem that they've had for the past six years is still the same problem. The offensive line's probably going to stink. Mike McGlinchey is injured. Garrett Bowles got dog walked by backup Cardinals. Uh, it, it does not look good. But protection looks so bad. It, yeah, I, I mean, everything about the offense gives me a nightmare. I mean, everything about the offense gives me a nightmare. And and, and I, I refuse. Like, the reports are that, 
oh, Russell Wilson looks like his Seahawks stuff in, in Broncos practice. Yeah, maybe he's a practice warrior, but like he he's never going to put it together in a real game. I, I don't know. Mason, final thoughts on the Broncos, and then let's move this this along and let's all let's all have a nice little laugh at the the team in this division that we can all just laugh at and have a little uh have a little fun with. Have a little chuckle. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, I'd like to help at least end this on at least a little bit of a silver lining here. If you end up doing horrifically with the first overall pick, you'll get that quarterback you really like. That is true. But, dude, I'm going to take that silver lining and I'm going to throw it right out the window because I know how this goes. They're going to be... have to watch someone else take them. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be painfully average and they'll still find a way to win seven games and not have any chance at a top quarterback prospect. That's how this goes. They, they will win between seven and nine games, miss the playoffs, and miss out on a quarterback prospect. That is how this goes. Yeah, I mean, I've seen – and then Kirk Cousins is my quarterback next year, which I guess <laughs> – He absolutely is. That's so funny. <laughs> no. Which I guess That's absolutely what's gonna happen. Which I guess is gonna get the fucking Walmart bag. Which, That's crazy. Which I guess like <laughs> you guys know how this will go next year. I'll be on top of the world. I'll be like, this is the best quarterback defense with Peyton Manning. They've got great defense, and then the defense will fall off, and they'll make the playoffs, and they'll get outshot by the Chiefs or the Chargers, and it'll be like, oh yeah, this was all for nothing. So, yeah, I mean. This is this is the way it goes when you play in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. I'm ready for this for another 15 years. So, I mean, I, I mean, at some point I'll stop watching Broncos games, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. At yeah, some at point, what point did like the Jets and 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 Dolphins and Bills fans just give up on the whole Patriots thing? Uh it, it didn't take as long as I imagined you'd think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Raiders. For Raiders. Raiders. All right. Let me tell you a funny joke, Bradford. Uh-oh. Let me tell you about something. So I went to Vegas earlier this year to see a playoff game. And uh, <laughs> saw the Raiders stadium. And I have the funniest plot. Isn't it going to be hilarious when Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot in week one? <laughs> like, like, isn't it going to be hilarious when they have to start Brian Hoyer for a majority of the season? Absolutely going to happen. And uh, and uh, they still don't have a secondary, and uh, they still look like just one of the worst offensive rosters in the league outside of one guy, and they end up just being so terrible question for you is that one guy still on this team past the trade deadline yeah i don't even know and <laughs> like the Devante, other I don't think and the other guy might hold and the other guy might actually hold out so like you never know i don't think so, Devante came here to be catching passes from 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 the destroyer brian Hoyer himself <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's gonna work for him I don't know, dude. You hear weird shit sometimes, though. Like, some... Have you seen these reports? Like, apparently he loves it there. Like, he just loves living in Las Vegas. And that, and that's why he's just assaulting people on the sidelines during games. 
like like maybe this maybe this is it for Devontae Adams. Maybe it was like, yeah, I have my run with Aaron and I'm gonna cash big checks in Las Vegas. But no, no, if Aaron Rodgers picks up the phone at the trade deadline and says, Hey, like, let's get the band back together, man. Like, he's going to New York. But he's like absolutely going to New York. But like, um Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it would be very Broncos too to somehow end up with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Caleb Williams in the yeah. division. Yeah. And you're trotting out Kirk Cousins. Like yeah. that's Yeah. Yeah, that's the other part of that where like, oh yeah, that will happen because although it will give me temporary joy, it will give me long-term pain. So yeah, I mean, they if we're being honest, they are a team very likely to end up with Caleb Williams because no, even just if gonna be horrific. Yeah, like I, I mean, there's not much to talk about with the Raiders here. I think one guy also that might not be on this team past the trade deadline and who's been like kind of vocal about being tired of never winning is Max Crosby. Like, I think there's a, catch a lot. I think, I think there's a chance they, he gets disgruntled and they move him mid season. So, well then what do you ha- even have on defense past him? Right. But if you're, you have to think about it. They're a rebuilding team. Yeah. No, that's true. I just, I, I, even for rebuilding teams, like I, I Usually, you like to have at least like a guy that can be like the face of things, you know, like give the fans something to rally behind. This just feels like it's going to be several years of just horrific beatdowns for them, you know? Yeah. Mason, any thoughts on the Raiders? I'm tired, guys. We've been going for a long time. Let's just wrap this up and go to bed. I'm sorry, Raiders fans, the three of you that listen. I mean, (laughs) none of us give a shit about the Raiders. That is just. Now that I no longer have to produce games for them on the radio, I mean, I will never tune into a Raiders game unless they are playing with Broncos. So, thank God. I just hope they lose every week. And, I, you know, I know how this goes, too. They will beat the Broncos in week one. That is that is how this goes. So, uh... That'll be their one healthy Jimmy Garoppolo game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's kind of how this goes, Mason. It is midnight, so I'm gonna let you go. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. And his connection. Can be heard? His connection. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> it's all good. All right, oh, guys. Man, this has been fun. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, NFC West, and then we'll we'll figure out. Uh, there will be some surprise drop of a quarterback show at some point. And then I, I'm thinking Labor Day weekend we'll do playoff teams draft. Uh, until then, stay safe, have fun, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you all so much for joining us. Peace out. Bye-bye.